We're doing this on a Monday, so we might be a little bit of Monday vibes right now. Free it's apologies. true. I'm trying to like <laughs> un-Monday myself, and I don't know how yeah. it's going. It's, I, I can feel it. I really feel it in me. This is not a great podcast. <laughs> Energy. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut out parts it's fine <laughs> yeah um it's fine should we fine. dive in do we have something there do we want to do something more upbeat for our intro <laughs> um i think i had an idea but now i don't have it anymore i did get attacked by a spider today which was horrifying and exciting that's that good is... vibes right <laughs> getting literally mauled by spiders that's the kind of monday we're oh having God. it's fine <laughs> Monday vibes are so It off. came okay, let's down just... from the ceiling on me. It was like right next to my eyeball and I thought it was a knack. So we've been having issues with fruit flies and I like flung my head to the side and I was like, it has mm. legs. So anyway, that's mm. that's the day I'm having. But I'm excited for this podcast. I think it'll, mm. <laughs> I think it'll take my mind off all the spiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. Okay. All right. Yay. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Anxiety right. and spiders. I'm Bridget. And I'm Maddie. Welcome to Batty Breakdowns, where we hang out, have fun, and play games all the way to the end. Today, we're going to talk about Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. We'll give you the breakdown from its creation to its critical reception, and then we'll take you on a deep dive into the game as we share our own experiences and opinions while playing it. We'll close with if we recommend it, who we'd recommend it to, and last but not least, our personal rating. With that, let's plant some transmitters. <laughs> Great. Yeah, let's. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. <laughs> no? I'm coming up with the one. I'm coming up with the next one we do. This one was good. <laughs> what would you have made it? I don't know. I haven't had time to like think about it. Let's, the other one I, I considered know. was let's tune some radios. Is that one better? I kind of like that one more. Okay, with that, let's tune some radios. Great, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Really good audio. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I think I have description today. You do. If I did my job right, great, perfect, love it. So I got the description off of Steam, but Mm -hmm. I have a little one-liner afterwards because I don't think the description really described it very well. Mm Mm-hmm. So on Steam, the blurb that they had was five years after the events of Oxenfree, Riley returns to her hometown of Kamina to investigate mysterious radio signals. What she finds is more than she bargained for. And that's it. Interesting. Yeah. It's just I don't like it. No, it wasn't a very good blurb. I think the blurb was they relying done a lot better. on you playing the first one. So they were just like, we don't have to say anything. It's Oxenfree 2 done. Ship it. Well, that's so interesting because in every interview that I've seen 
about this game they're like you don't have to you don't have to have played the first one to play this one and i didn't so i'm really excited to talk about that because i think i disagree a little <gasps> bit Ooh, cool. but i'll be interested okay. to see what you say as someone who didn't play the first one because mm-hmm. i played the first one um but anyway my one liner for it um just to describe the kind of game it is so you guys know going in mm-hmm. is it's and maddie let me know if you disagree with this but i i felt i felt good about it but i think it's a st- story driven thriller mm-hmm. it's a walking sim with a little bit of choose your own adventure spice and that's really what it is and that's that's my hot take for the day is that it's mostly a walking sim with a lot of story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. a little bit of choose i i like the choose your own adventure there's actually a lot of choices in this game so i definitely agree with that like branching narrative and i would add that there's hopefully that's the dog (laughs) great making himself comfy um i would add that i think there's like a little bit of light horror maybe in here okay yeah, I vibe with that. I vibe. I and always have trouble telling the difference between thriller and horror. So much trouble. So You know, I think I, it leans to me a little bit more horror. Like, I always Ooh, think spicy. about, like, would my friend, like, like, would my friends who can't do horror be able to handle this? Mm, and I think, mm. actually, no. Like, the real big babies. <gasps> Ooh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 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 There, There's just, like, a few moments where I was got, I got, like, spooked. But Ooh, okay, that's fun. Anyways, um, so I just add yeah. that little b- bit of element. And then maybe like light puzzle, like light. Light puzzle, extra light. It's extra light. light but I I think there's something there with like That's the... true. You have to think at some moments about how to do the next thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would give you that. Okay, oh. cool. Okay. How it's uh, made, buddy. How it's made, yeah. So... Oxenfree 2 is created by Night School Studio. It's a really small studio founded by two cousins, Sean Crankle, which love the last name, yes. and Adam <laughs> Hines. Sean, kind of background before they um, kind of formed Night School Studio, Sean had a stint at Telltale Games, and Adam worked at Disney on a mobile game that oh. flopped. And his whole team got laid off. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> what a roller coaster you just went through. I really loved I know, experiencing I that. Well, I thought like <laughs> Disney was fun. Oh, it was a flop. And I'm like, you know, it happens. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> they got laid off. Sad. No, yeah. but the, the thing that was kind of nice about him getting laid off is it kind of made them, you know, form the studio because he got laid off and they you know, they had developers, artists from the Disney team that they ended up bringing on to Night School Studio to build oh. to build Oxenfree. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Oxenfree because it's hard to talk about Oxenfree 2 without also talking about Oxenfree 1 yeah. when we're talking about how it was made. Um, their original inspiration for Oxenfree was to create a game like Limbo where you could talk. And you can, uh, like, have dialogue with the characters, which, you know, I see it. Interesting. Yeah. And the game setting, I I just put this here because we both live in the Pacific Northwest, and I, I really loved this little line that they had. Or not like, it's not a line, but they, they said that the game setting is a love letter to the Pacific Northwest. They're, oh, that's they're, so cute. 
Yeah, their lead artist, Heather Gross. Let me just double check that name. Yes, Heather Gross. Uh, she is from the Pacific Northwest, and so she spent a ton of time really developing this setting and the environment. Mm. And so I feel like I could actually really feel that, and and I yeah. thought it was really fun. And they um, were also, for the story, they were inspired by coming-of-age stories like Freaks and Geeks and Stand By Me. I've never watched Stand By Me, but I've watched Freaks and Geeks. So that was I the original. I have seen either one of them. I think, actually, no, I take it back. I saw Stand By Me a long, long time ago. But it's like I a classic. I, I need to watch it. But that was the original inspiration for the first Oxen Free. And then... Huh. Between Oxenfree 1 and Oxenfree 2, they actually released two games, After Party and right. the ne- uh, Next Stop Nowhere, which was a mobile only. Next Stop Nowhere was mobile only. Oh, and- I played After Party, but I didn't oh. know that they had another one outside of that. But maybe because yeah. it was mobile only, I just didn't notice. It's also Apple only. It's iOS exclusive. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And both to my gathering when I was kind of lightly researching and I don't know if you're planning to talk about this which it's fine if you're not but they both had mixed to negative reviews actually whereas the two middle Free, ones yeah Oxenfree okay. had a really great reception um but the yep. middle two kind of didn't actually and then mm-hmm. after their last mobile game they started working on Oxenfree 2 and it took them three years to make it and they brought back most of the team that worked on the original game, including Heather, the original artist, because she had oh. left the team after the first game. She'd like gone and done other stuff. And some other yeah. people had gone and done other stuff, too. And they actually brought everyone back for Oxenfree 2, which I thought was pretty cool. That's cute. Yeah, I like that. It's also kind of fun. It's a testament to the studio, I think, a little bit that people would want to come back to work on the second one, you know? Totally. And one of the things that they started kind of one of the inspos around the story behind Oxenfree 2 was they really loved the idea of taking not the necessarily the main cast of the original game, but exploring the tangential town Camino that was mentioned mm-hmm. in the first game, but you never get to visit. Yeah. And then instead of doing this, you know, coming-of-age teenager-based story, they really wanted to have the protagonist be someone in their early 30s that's faced with a completely different type of kind of coming-of-age yeah. story, where it's it's not... <laughs> Coming-of-middle-age. Yes, someone about exactly. to turn 30. <laughs> no, but exactly, right? Like, it's kind of a pivot. Like, being a teenager is a big moment in your life but so is your early 30s it's where you start to have like big life choices about like settling down having kids buying a house all of this stuff and so they really wanted to dig into a protagonist that was going through that part of their life and did they say anything about the intention to like age up with the audience because that's what I thought they were doing was oh you played this as a teen and then it's seven years later so we're gonna add seven and then you're gonna play it as like uh, a you know 30 year old do you know like did they mention that at they all didn't or mention was that, that no they didn't mention that explicitly in any of the mm-hmm. ones that I saw they mostly just liked the idea of kind of pivoting on that age 
versus yeah. the first one. Okay. Not, yeah. And I think she's a little bit older than like, right? Because like if you're a teen, like that would, if we aged yeah. up with it, it would be more like early, like mid 20s versus mid 30s. Yeah. Mid That's to early 30s. Yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like the only life changing event that I went through in my mid 20s was COVID. <laughs> So. But we kind of <laughs> lost, we lost like a big transformative, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. It's I fine. think about, I try not to dwell on that. <laughs> yeah. Moving forward. Um, yeah. Moving forward. Um, so for Oxenfree 2, compared to Oxenfree 1, some of the game mechanics that they wanted to build on. So Oxenfree 1 was built in Unity. I couldn't find, I, to be fair, I didn't look too hard because I was running out of time. I assume yeah. that they used uni- Unity or some something for Oxenfree mm-hmm. too, but I couldn't find. But the first one was built in Unity. And mm-hmm. when they approached expanding on Oxenfree 1 and also what they learned from After Party and Next Stop Nowhere is yeah. they wanted to add – they wanted to build on that dialogue that they're really famous for, that dialogue mechanic yes. that, that we'll talk oh. about, and yes. add an element of – one who you could even talk to because you don't necessarily have to be on the same like in the same space as them which is the walkie-talkie right like you could just say hey someone in the walkie-talkie like you don't necessarily have to talk to the person that's right next to you and then also where you could go that was another big one whereas i guess the original one was pretty linear they they really wanted to expand it out a bit more in this one yeah to be yeah. a little bit less linear, although I'm not sure how much less linear it landed for me. I'm curious how you went through the story. Maybe we'll have some differences, but it felt Ooh, okay. It felt a little bit linear. I'm excited to see which it was. It was like, open but linear. Order, like be, it was open yeah, but linear. Interested. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense to me. That's how I took yeah. it. And then the the other one is they were really proud of the time tears mechanic that they added in this game it's not Mm -hmm. used a ton but when it is used it is pretty cool essentially you can move through time through these time tears and that took them a lot of time and they built you know they were really proud of that and lastly Obviously, because they're famous for their dialogue and how their dialogue system works, they spent a ton of time, like he said, they spent like 80% of their time really perfecting the dialogue, both from a timing perspective yeah. as well as a writing perspective. Because like the timing even, right, when you're yeah. when you're going through it, like it seems really natural, like you're having a conversation. And lastly, the other thing that they mentioned related to Oxenfree 2 is the art and animation style was inspired by Ori and other games where the camera is pulled back pretty far, but the characters mm. have a really high fidelity of animation and emoting so that you can really see what the character is feeling. So compared yeah. to the first one, the second one has a lot more detail in that way and a lot more fidelity in the animation. That's interesting because I don't know if I noticed that because I ended up playing it on my phone and it was a small Bridget, screen. you were supposed to play it on your desktop. I so that we would do different things. To. It was twenty dollars. I have <laughs> I I had to fix it's my totally AC fair. today. I had to pay, no, I have to fix totally my chimney fair. tomorrow. <laughs> I know that's 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 fair. It's funny. You didn't tell me that though. <laughs> 
<laughs> the last time we talked, it was like, okay, I'll play the mobile version. You do the desktop version. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. Um, and then one other thing that I wanted to briefly talk about is they were acquired actually by Netflix for mm-hmm. Oxen Free 2. So the whole studio was actually acquired by Netflix. It wasn't just that Netflix is the releaser of this game. Like they now Wild. have acquired night school studios and so part of the interview was asking them how they're liking their netflix partnership i mean they're not going to say anything bad about it but (laughs) they did say that they've really enjoyed it so far they really liked that it allowed them to get both oxen free one and two localized in over 30 languages which they wouldn't have been Mm. able to do as a small studio and so they were really excited about that and being able to utilize netflix's resources in that way and also they mentioned that they got to utilize netflix's like recording rooms for their voice acting which was a lot more you know advanced than oxen free one and overall they've loved the partnership and um, I think it was Adam in this interview talked about how he was really excited that because they're working with Netflix now, maybe there's a potential for doing a show for Oxenfree, which he got, you know, he okay. seemed pretty excited I... about. Yeah, I thought that that had already... so. Back when we had talked about this game, when we were doing the, like, what's our top games for Mm -hmm. the whatever Mm -hmm. it is for the year, I read about Netflix and Oxenfree. But I think what I read was, like, Netflix's Oxenfree. And I had, in my head, made this connection that they had decided to make a TV series based on it. And that's why they are referencing everything as Netflix. And... I think I connected in my head. Then once we found out, like when we went to go play this game, that it was actually made by Netflix, I still thought that there was a TV show because <laughs> that was the fake thing that I had made up in my head. So now I'm kind of sad because I was looking forward to the TV show. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, no, it's not like officially announced or being produced officially or mm. anything. I, I'm this sure Netflix is seeing TV how show. the game is uh. received. But yeah, so on the podcast, I guess I didn't mention it, but FYI, this game was published by netflix games so when bridget and i are talking about how we played it on mobile it's because netflix games is only on mobile right now so if you play a game via netflix games it's going to be on your phone they've also released it on steam and playstation but Mm -hmm. we didn't want to pay twenty (laughs) dollars no yeah yeah, I so. am entirely not disappointed that I got it for free on my mobile device because who doesn't want that? But I was entirely surprised to see that Netflix had actually bought a studio and hadn't just paid them a lot of money to do it. So, yeah, interesting. they actually yeah. acquired a studio. Huh, huh, huh. Cool. Her, her, her. Okay, critical reception. Go for critical it. Critical reception. So I didn't do critical reception for this until after I had finished because I didn't want my gameplay. Oh yeah. I always do that. To be tainted. Yes. And I, I don't know. It was interesting. So on steam, they got very positive reviews. So very Mm -hmm. positive, not overwhelming. Um, But the number of reviews was really small, still less than 1000. That feels small to me, right? Less than 1000. Um, bloody hell is like 300. 
that we did. Well, yeah, but Oxenfree is uh, is a pretty well-known game, I Yeah, thought. but like you know Baldur's I mean? Gate is like blowing up right now. That's true. I feel like People it's just the time things. that it came out. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I also feel like it wasn't advertised super well. I don't um, think so either. I don't think Netflix yeah. Games is advertising very well at all. I didn't even know no. that this was Netflix Games until I looked at it on the Steam page and saw that the did publisher was look, Netflix. Did you look through their list of Netflix Games now? They have actual like real games on there. They have like Kentucky Route Zero on there, oh, which I've been I wanting to play that. for a long time. They had <laughs> That's this. also on Game Pass. They had, they had Spiritfarer. So, like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm assuming all of these obviously aren't, like, Netflix-owned studios, but it was still crazy to see an actual catalog of games on there because uh, I went through and scrolled, but I don't feel like their advertising exists at hmm. all whatsoever. Just doesn't. Interesting. Uh, yeah, no, no, anyway. I, I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just went through to look because I was like, oh, this is kind of crazy that they had Oxen free on here. I wonder what else they have. Um, but anyway, so very positive on Steam. On IGN and GameSpot, it both got a 7, uh, seven out of 10, which is pretty good, pretty respectable. The thing that was so interesting to me about all the reviews were that both the people who recommended it and the people who didn't recommend it said pretty much the exact same thing in their reviews. Everyone was talking about like the atmosphere being great and how um, it really did seem like a second oxen free, like a continuation of it. Kind of like how Tears of the Kingdom was a continuation of Breath of the Wild, but didn't really feel like a brand new spanking sequel. It was kind of like that. And that was repeated constantly throughout these reviews, regardless of if it was a positive or a negative. The interesting part also was a lot of the positive reviews that were like recommend literally said that they were mixed as they recommended it and were Mm. feeling kind of conflicty about it so I thought Mm. that was really interesting just because it seemed like to me reading how similar all of the positive and negative reviews were reading that some of the positive ones still felt mixed it really just feels mixed to me like it feels like people are conflicted with whether or not they like this game based on all this reading now of course there were people who were super into it still and there were people who were super not into it of course but you know it felt overwhelmingly that way I pulled out one of the review quotes that I felt summed it up pretty well, the way that I was kind of seeing this. And we can talk about it more as we dig into, you know, our thoughts and feelings on it. But the quote that I pulled was from Steam. And it said, it's all right. But after the first game, I expected a bit more. The aesthetics are there. The vibe is there. I just honestly feel a lot of uncovered, undeveloped potential in this. I wish this game was straight up different. And that is like the vibe where everyone was like, oof, like, Ugh. okay, I want to just like, talk yeah. about it because I've, I'm so like, <laughs> I love that you've played the first one and I haven't because yeah. I have a feeling that we're going to have different opinions. I think we're going to have super different opinions. And if we end up in the same spot, I'm going to be really surprised. Yeah. So I'm out. really, really interested. Okay. Do you want to dig in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's dig in. First impressions, you get a start. Okay, so my first impressions is, well, I just wrote a really, like, stupid thing where I'm, like, doing it mobile via Netflix. You know, playing a mobile cool, game. Cool, cool. 
and it's mysterious and I really liked it from the start I it's mm-hmm. kind of right up my alley of the type of story games yeah. that I like I really love like what remains of Edith Finch and other kind of mysterious walking sim type things when I'm really mm-hmm. in the mood for it which this kind of hit me on a lazy Sunday so it, it was a good mood for it whereas I feel yeah. like if I was feeling more rushed maybe I would have mm-hmm. had a different experience with the game but yep. thankfully it's pretty good the on the phone I'm going to talk a little bit about that because it, it was kind of the first like full-fledged game that I've played on my phone I'm not a mobile gamer at all I can barely not even see. Genshin I've never played Genshin wild never played it i i really don't play mobile games i don't do it i it's really small and i play on my ipad too sometimes see i need a tablet tablet. yeah you do anyways so it was even though it was a bit small on my phone i could still tell that the the visuals were really good and Mm -hmm. the dialogue system obviously because I didn't play the first one I'd never experienced a dialogue system like that and it was very cool and I really liked it for those listening the way the dialogue system works really quickly when you're talking to someone you have options that pop up and you have to select an option in a certain amount of time or the options go away and it's really natural the way the character responds to whatever you do even if what you do is you don't pick anything because they're like um Mm -hmm. Did you hear me? <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah. And you don't have time to look it up. You kind of just have to feel and like go for what you're feeling yeah. in the moment. And I really appreciated that. And what the character responds to is also dependent on what you say. And it just ends up sounding really natural yeah. and like a conversation. Yeah. And it's super cool how they're able to pull that off. And I'm surprised yes. that I haven't seen that in another game. I know. Thank you, Maddie. Every single game that I keep coming up with, I'm like, I don't care what genre it is. It's going to have this dialogue style. Like, I just don't care. I don't understand why it doesn't pop up more often because it's so engaging. Maybe because it takes a lot of time. I don't know. But it's so cool. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And then lastly, the touch controls were good, but not great. I I had some Mm. issues with it, which we can talk about later, but they were pretty good. The tutorial was pretty good. I always appreciate when games like don't, you know, go too heavy with the tutorial, but give you enough information in the context of the game to, to let you play it. So those are my first impressions. What about you? Yeah. So because I had the first one top of mind, my first impressions were a little bit like one, my expectations were really high. For this game, mm-hmm. because the first one was so outstanding to me, like it was absolutely stellar. And I was really looking forward to seeing what they would do with this one because the first one was so creative. And I did play After Party, and I know that After Party had pretty poor reviews, but I, uh, I still enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as Oxen Free, so I see kind of where that came from. But I still re- had really high expectations for this. Really quickly, the story yeah. of After Party sounded insane. It was like a drinking it's contest cool. with Satan. Yeah. <laughs> It really sounded cool, which story. is why I was surprised that the reviews were negative. I I I wouldn't say that it was a negative game for me. I would check it out if you like just the style of their game, just to see it, because yeah. I, I really enjoyed it for okay. what it's worth. Okay, sorry, yeah. continue. 
Yeah. So because my expectations are so high, when it popped on the screen, there's a couple of things that I noticed right away. One, the vibe definitely felt like the same samey and you talking about like a love letter to the Pacific Northwest. Like I still felt that a lot similar to the first one. The thing that it kind of missed right away for me was the lack of like charisma a little bit. I don't know how to say that better. Like, so the way that the first game starts off is you are a group of friends, right? And so you get into that conversation style right away. And it's so apparent, like, oh, shit, like, wow, this is so cool. This is really engaging. And when you start this one, you know, it's just Riley. She's sitting on a bench. She's talking to somebody in a walkie-talkie. And that's still kind of fun, but it's not really the same as having a really natural conversation with your friends and watching it kind of flow in front of you. And so I was missing a little bit of an oomph from the opening. Um, I still thought that the vibes were there. The music was there, although um, it didn't stand out maybe as much as the first game. Art style was still absolutely beautiful. So I think in all of those elements, it really hit the mark. Yeah, Heather did so good. Uh, So all of that still felt good. It also felt like it started off just a little bit darker than the first one did, but I didn't mind that. Like, that was okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But overall, I was feeling good, but not great right at the beginning. Just be like, ooh, okay, tippy toes into it. Yeah. Yeah. So really quickly for those listening, I think what we'll do is something really similar to how we did the Somerville episode, where we'll talk about the story up to a point, and then we'll give like a major spoiler at the end and then talk about the different endings. So... Mm -hmm. For now, we're not talking about the endings necessarily, but if you absolutely want no spoilers, go play the game, come back. It's five yeah. to six hours, so yeah, real short. worth it. If you or a friend has Netflix, the Netflix crackdown on password sharing does not apply to phones. Happy to report. Go play it. <laughs> I was wondering why yours worked. <laughs> yeah, it does not work on phones. I'm still logged on my mobile device. With my parents' Netflix login. It still works. They haven't gotten me quite yet. They kicked me (laughs) off the TV, but I'm still on mobile. They can't stop me from gaming. (laughs) They can't stop me from gaming. So anyways, okay, there's the quick little thing. So the way it opens up is you are Riley, and you are a woman in her mid, I I thought mid to late 30s initially, but then as the game goes on, she implies she's maybe a little bit younger than that and that she just seems older. The other thing that quickly I have to say is that the voice sounds like Elastigirl. (gasps) Ooh, you're right. You know, I thought she sounded kind of familiar. That's a vibe. Yeah. I could not get that out of my head. I was like, oh my God, this is Elastigirl. It sounds just like that actress i think helen hunt or whatever it's not helen yeah. hunt. it's not the same actress but just the voice sounded super similar i'm glad me. that i didn't notice that throughout the game <laughs> well i love the incredibles it's like one of my favorite movies and so i i know one of your I, favorites it's incredible i love it yes oh, we'll talk i was, about I was a <laughs> i was a pixar person when uh, you know girly. growing up so yeah i was a little pixar girly <laughs> i loved finding nemo ratatouille and the incredibles mm. and those were my okay. three like favorite movies as a kid. Um, hmm. <laughs> the judgment I can feel. <laughs> you didn't 
even so. name like Up, which is the best Pixar movie. So. Oh my god, hard disagree. Hard disagree. Ah! <laughs> oh, okay. No, this is not a movie. If podcast. I'm thinking that about could be the our best, off topic today. <laughs> if I'm thinking about the best, really quickly, I think it's Ratatouille. I think Ratatouille is the best Pixar movie. Okay, well, we have an off topic for the end of the episode. Just fine. No, no, no. Off topic is going to be about Buffy. It's a Buffy check-in. Oh, my God. Okay, well, th- then it can just be a normal <laughs> conversation between friends later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back on track. We are Riley. Yeah. And Riley. we are in our mid-30s. And we don't really have context for what's happening, which is interesting because Riley doesn't either initially. Yeah. Which was a, a interesting way to start it because obviously what ends up happening is it gets a little timey-wimey and then it's like, okay, that makes sense why she's like, wait, what? But at mm-hmm. least initially I would have thought the dialogue options wouldn't be like, you know, you get you get a walkie, uh, a walkie message from someone named Evelyn mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, Riley, you there? You ready for your job? And then one of the dialogue options is like, what job? It's like, Riley. <laughs> Like, uh, what do you mean? You what accepted job? this job position, <laughs> and none of them are even explicitly like, "Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about." It's like fake it till you make it type of style, which is how I ended up going because I was like not into the like aggressive, like what's happening, like who are yeah. you, what do you want. <laughs> <laughs> I was not into that route of dialogue. That wasn't my vibe. So I was kind of in like a, "Oh yeah, I know what I'm doing. I I belong here." Yeah, and you're essentially a researcher, a environmental researcher and you got hired to do a a job of putting transmitters around to investigate um, anomalies in the electromagnetic fields around this town Mm -hmm. so that is the start you kind of start to check out the town a little bit you go to the general store Mm -hmm. because you're supposed to get equipment from the general store but it's closed and so then evelyn is like okay go talk to your partner jacob and you're like oh i didn't know i had a partner and she was like yep he's jacob he's (laughs) over here he has a truck and y'all can plant the transmitters together Mm -hmm. so then you walk and you find jacob at a broken truck and Initially, I wrote that I was getting really weird vibes from Jacob at the beginning, which is interesting. I I changed my mind completely. Okay. I just thought he was sus at the beginning. Like I didn't Ooh. I didn't know the vibes of this game because you could tell something's like going a little bit wrong, like something's a little bit off. Yeah. And yeah. when he's working on the truck, he's kind of like being a little bit dodgy, maybe not dodgy, ah. but you know he's like. He's like, oh, can you carry that? I don't want to carry that. Yeah, what a different read. <laughs> <laughs> He's like being weird. Oh, my He's pockets being so full. Yeah, I my, like my pockets are full. Can you carry? It was just kind of weird. And then, um, and then at that point, I think that is where I have the first wig out and reset. Like after you talk to Jacob yeah. and start doing a thing, or is it in, is it when you plant the first transmitter? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's when you plant the first transmitter. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, because you okay, okay, okay. can't fix. Sorry, the I'll truck. rewind that then. So yeah. you find Jacob, mm-hmm. and you he the truck is broken down, yeah. and so then you have to pivot and you have to climb and you have to just yeah. walk it. 
and Jacob yeah. is like whining about it, but he is whining he, like, the whole time. But I vibed with that because I would also be whining the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I end up really loving Jacob. It's just funny how it his character initially hit me because yeah. of the stuff that he would say that was like so for context in the podcast, one of the things that he says to Riley is can you carry the transmitter? My my backpack is already full. And so you're like, oh, okay. And then he's like, oh, can you also carry the radio? Because my pockets are full. Like, he asks you to be carrying all this shit, and he doesn't help at all. And it's did and you, then he whines. And it's like, okay, I guess. Did you say, like, the, so there is a text option between, oh, okay, yeah. And, well, yeah, I have the backpack. Did you say the, oh, okay? Is yeah. That, okay, I said, well, I have like, a backpack. Fine. And he made a funny joke afterwards where he was like, I don't mean to make you my pack mule. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's fine. I have the backpack. And he's like, okay, I- I'm glad it's okay. So it was like, it was, no, I mean, I, I was know. nice to him. I was nice to him. I picked the nice dialogue options, but I was Did still you? just like kind of weird vibes. Okay. Interesting. Well, I yeah. am kind of curious because so much of this game is built off the dialogue that you pick and the characters react to it like over time. And so I am kind of curious, but I don't know. I was always nice to everybody because I don't like same. Yeah. Um, And so I was wondering if it was like, Oh, if you picked different options at the beginning, he was a little bit more standoffish versus like jokey and fun. No, it wasn't that he was standoffish. It's literally just his character. Like rubbed (laughs) me the wrong way initially. (laughs) No, no, no. He's just a little sus a little bit initially and then I really I ended up really loving him like he's like my baby boy like nothing can happen to you I will protect you at all costs (laughs) (laughs) interesting is that foreshadowing I'm hearing (laughs) how how did Jacob strike you initially because I've been talking about how he struck me but no I I just liked him I was one just happy that we met somebody else and two I thought he was kind of funny and goofy a little bit yeah he was and like I said, I really didn't mind once you got onto the hike. He really was super whiny. Like he whined the whole time. But he was saying the things that I would be saying had I had been forced to go on a hike in the middle of the night because my truck broke down. Like that's exactly what I would be doing. And so I was like, you know, a vibe, Jacob, like I get it. Nobody wants to do that. And then she would like want to go around a different way. And he's like, okay. <laughs> You're like, this yeah, is I hard. Yeah, I love that. Did you do the one where you could do a shortcut and he was like, I'm going to go the long way? Yeah. Did you go with him the long way? I don't think so. No. I or did you just shortcut. end up doing the? So yeah. I ended up going the long, like doubling back and going the long way oh. with him. And he was like, oh, so you saw it my way or whatever. It was cute. Oh, that's <laughs> it, I no, like the I did options the that they give. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I liked him a lot. I think... Um, Throughout the whole game, I liked him, but I only liked him more. So I'm boring in that sense. I just liked him. He was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I really, I I think they, his character plays off of Riley really well. Mm-hmm. And I thought he's, I, I think it's a good addition that he was there from yeah. the beginning. I like that I will he's say, there. I have an interesting thing to talk about his character development, but I'll save it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Forward. Let's save yeah. it for when we keep going. Do you yeah. want to talk about the transmitter and what happens sure. after you plant the first transmitter? 
Yeah, so you only have one transmitter at the beginning because you couldn't get into the general store and you just have the one that Jacob had with him. So you climb all the way up to the tippy top of this mountain, I don't know, and plant your first transmitter. And when you do, a huge rift opens up above Edwards Island, which is the island from the original Oxenfree game. So Edwards Island and the giant which I didn't know opens up. Yeah, so this is where it starts to get interesting a little bit for me the difference between how you read the story and how I read the story because where it takes you after this happens is you end up in this weird time loop where you go back to yeah. the beginning and you loop over and over and then eventually like the end of the time loop of this like little intro scene is Jacob explaining to you what his hypothesis is. And this is really interesting cuz what he explains is the plot of the first game. Like, that's what oh. he's doing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so, wait, let's talk about the glitch. Let's talk about the glitch really quick, because a few things okay. happen in there that were, like, pretty freaky. Okay. And so I, so, you know, it, it groundhog days you. You right. wake up back at the bench, Evelyn, blah, blah, blah. And it keeps getting like weirder and weirder. The general store is on fire. And then there's, and then you meet Olivia for the first time, who's like the kid who is kind of messing around with timey wimey stuff. And then I wrote that Jacob got exercised by the radio. (laughs) Not jazzercised? No, just kidding. (laughs) And so the, the thing that kind of started, and this is why I think it's more horror, is because Jacob gets possessed for a little bit. And you have to kind of mm, save true. him with your radio initially. And it's kind of freaky. And then it, and then it goes back to normal. And you're like, well, okay. Yeah. Yep. I, I would, okay, I would agree with you. Possession is more horror than thriller. You're right. I would vibe with that. It's pretty yeah. scary, too, because it, like, mm-hmm. glitches out. And I was kind of freaked out. And it was really small on my phone. And I was like, wow, this would have been, like, pretty cool on a big screen. I, yeah. I feel like this game might be better played on a big screen i don't know i will say that it was pretty creepy playing it at like 2 a.m at night oh, yeah. in bed with headphones on because i was behind i did in my love playtime. that they they suggested the headphones because i agree yeah. like the best yeah. experience is with it, headphones yeah Completely you needed agree. headphones for sure yeah um okay so then now talk about um so after all of that weird stuff happens and then it snaps back to normal because you tune the radio and that yeah. kind of ends up being the like mechanic to kind right. of help get through these weird glitches or figure something out is you t- tune the radio to a certain station and it kind of does like a kind of fix it <laughs> exactly like that that was actually really good <laughs> thank you <laughs> Okay, now uh, talk about Jacob talks about his theory right after that. Yeah, so it was interesting, and this was actually my biggest qualm with the game, which is why oh. I'm really curious to see like how this came across to somebody who hadn't played the first one. But the first game is super weird and trippy the whole time. Like I had no idea what the story was. It like unfolded. It was kind of crazy, kind of convoluted in my opinion, but in a fun way. And what Jacob does right after this moment where you're like, oh, crap, what's happening? How do we fix it? And Jacob's like, I might have a hypothesis. And it turns out that he knew, and correct me if I'm wrong here on this, because I kind of transformed my notes here a little bit. And so I'm hoping I'm getting all the right stuff here. But 
he knew someone named Maggie and mm-hmm. Maggie pretty much told him all this lore about the sunken ship, the sh- sunken mm. ship. What was it called? The Kanaloa, right? The, yeah, 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 yeah. The Kanaloa. Yeah. 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 The, he talks about how there's this sunken ship called the Kanaloa. And Maggie had all these like hypotheses about what could be going on with them. And you could open these rifts between dimensions using radio frequencies. So what and... I have actually is a little bit different. Oh. oh. So what I have is not that Maggie talked about the Kanaloa. What he said is that, or what I have that he said, is he talked about how he was friends with an old, older lady yeah. who kept a journal of notes. And so you have to go back to his place and read the journal Oh, of right. Notes. Okay. Yeah. No, and you're right. Then, yeah. And then, and, and again, it doesn't mention Canaloa. And then from those notes, he's like, yeah, she talks about theories about how radio waves can travel through time. Yeah. And so maybe we need to utilize the transmitters to help cancel out like the weirdness that's happening and then oh, okay. separately separately because the rift opened up over edwards island he also talks about how there's a story he heard about the Canaloa soldiers oh. this is separate from maggie interesting and, okay and he talks about how and you actually have to like continue the conversation you don't necessarily have to there's an option where you're like i'm not interested in this story I was interested in hearing the story, so I ended up going that dialogue route. But yeah. I I was interested in the story, and then what he mentions is just that there's different conspiracy theories that we downed our own submarine. Yes. And that it wasn't yeah. actually it wasn't actually like um like an enemy that that did that. And that's it. They actually weren't connected. So the reason that I morphed those together, brief spoiler for the first one, is because they are very related, like very related. And he pretty much describes like that whole section is just what you learn from the first one. Like it doesn't talk about the main character, Alex. So Alex is the main character of the first one. Mm-hmm. And it, it like, so he doesn't talk about any of that aspect of it at all. But as far as like the lore, quote unquote, that you learn from Oxenfree One, that's just like it in like a little can. And that's why it was so interesting to me that they just like outright had it really early in the game because I had anticipated a little bit more mystery and it didn't feel like this game had mystery to me because I already knew that the things he said were true because I had already played the first one. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's correct. Yes, those are radio signals. So I was reading it completely riffs. differently, and I also didn't mash those two things together initially okay. because it was given to me separately. Like he was talking about the USS Canaloa in a separate conversation from the journal notes about radio waves, like in time travel. Do you want a super spoiler for the first one or no? I don't. I don't. Okay. Okay. Because no, okay. I don't want it. I don't want it. Okay. All right. Don't. Okay. Stop. You should, you should play the first <laughs> I one. am. I bought it. I bought it. <laughs> we can do a follow-up off topic then when you're back from your hiking trip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. 
but that's yeah. really interesting that you kept this separate then. Okay. Because I, I think in my head, as I was going through here at this point, I was just like, oh, okay, they're just going to like say stuff. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, and it took away some of the mystery right away for me because I was like, and then no, she just I was still it. pretty confused because I was just like, well, she didn't have to, though. That's oh, like that's... the dialogue option you choose, right? Is it? Did you have a dialogue mm-hmm. option for her being like, what the fuck? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I probably said that I believed it because I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did too because I was like, well, I trust him and I trust this Maggie lady in her journals. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. But then after you figure out, okay, you need to go and place these three more transmitters, you have to break in to the general store which is kind of a cute well, little so scene. really quickly evelyn is like also on the walkie because she's investigating mm. this with you yeah and she's like can you plant the other transmitters because we're getting some really weird readings and so we need yeah we need more transmitters and yeah. they have to be placed above three thousand feet elevation and so there's only um like a like a couple other spots that that could be placed in the town so yeah. when you look at your map you're like okay i know which places i need to go to yeah, it was pretty straightforward. The map wasn't too large, I thought. I thought it was good size. No, I thought it was good size. Yeah. Um, so you go, you break into the general store, and you end up getting the rest of your stuff that you needed. So it was climbing gear, which you'll use to like traverse the terrain, and the other three transmitters. I thought it was super cute and small towny. That Jacob was like, yeah, I know that he keeps a key in the back mat to get inside of the general store. I was like, that's so like small town. And I really liked it. Yeah. And then later <laughs> on, when you have to go into another place, it's like open and it's like, wow. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no yeah, one that locks their right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds exactly Which is correct. so true, though. DK's parents, they live in a small town in Texas. They don't lock their car. Yeah. No, I, we, I didn't lock my car. I didn't lock my car. Like ever. Ever. No. Yeah, I didn't lock Wild. it. I knew people who didn't lock their houses. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just Wild. how life is. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Seattle where you lock it three times and take everything out. Yes. <laughs> Wild. So crazy. Anyways. So, um, so after you get the three, now I think is where the question pops up of which one did you go do first? And could that actually be different? Yeah, so I didn't write down the name. I have to look at a map really quick. There was one in the middle, one on the left, and one on the right, and that's all I remember. I did the one in the middle first. Oh, shit. I also did the one in the middle first. I think God. I think it's linear, though, because I tried. So here's what I'll say. I tried to do the one on the left first, but you need a better radio to unlock the gate. It's like you don't have a strong enough radio for this oh. gate. And so they said it was, like, less linear, but I actually don't think it is. Saucy. Okay. So the reason that I asked is because, and we'll get to the actual scene in a second, but there was a dialogue line in the second area that I went to that was like, man, I wish we would have gotten here faster. And I was like, oh, shit. What if I would have went here first instead of the other place? But now I I might go back and try just to see if I can go to the right one first and in the middle to see how it changes. Um, Yeah. But I didn't think about the fact you couldn't even But you definitely can't do the left one because I tried to do the left one first because I was going to do like left to right, you know, classic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I could not get past the gate to the ghost town. 
Interesting. I might have yeah. to try the right, right, middle, left sometime just to see how it goes. But yes, I also did middle first. So you want to talk about the middle one? I think it was pretty straightforward, the middle one. Um, can you talk about it? I don't have a ton of notes on that one. No, I didn't either. Like the middle one is where you meet Violet. So, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, Maddie briefly mentioned earlier when the gas station's on fire during the time loop, you kind of meet quote unquote Olivia and her group of teens, but you also on your walkie talkie keep overhearing them on a station where they're talking about like their plan. And you don't really get a ton of detail, but you get enough. And I don't know what you did, Maddie, but I never interrupted them. I just eavesdropped. I never oh, said I interrupted anything them. The oh, you did? Did they I said like, hi. Really mean back? <laughs> no, I said hi. And I was did like, hey, just so you know that this is this is like a, a line. And, and they, they talked less, but they still used it because it was the only way they could communicate. And oh. so they would talk a little bit, but then Olivia would come on and say, stop using this line. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I never interrupted them. And they did figure out that I was on it eventually and started doing that. But for the first few times, they were pretty talkative because I just didn't ever say anything. So I was like, why would I tell them I'm eavesdropping? I'm going to hear way more interesting stuff if they don't know. Yeah, Um, no, I was honest. I was like, hey, I can hear you. Oh, no. If I get the chance of eavesdropping, I'm going to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. But they had in this uh, first place that we went, one of the like side friends violet is there and she ends up getting attacked by one of these ghosts and as a part of being attacked these radio possession ghosts yeah yeah. they have like like red eyes and are all blobby and speak weird and she gets possessed kind of and then you end up in another weird time loop and the weird time loop, I think, is this the first time you meet Rex also? It is the first time you meet Rex. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So as a part of the weird time loop, it's not just like starting over like Groundhog Day. You kind of get thrust into these into weird- different times. Yeah. Weird times. Like they feel like nightmares. And you start meeting this young boy named Rex. And you have to kind of engage with him in a- like parental role kind of like he's looking to you, you for start guidance to put it together that you're like that the it's the mom like you're yeah. Riley is his mom and yeah. the thing that I have that I think is interesting is I started saying that they were flashbacks like I have in my notes oh, me too yes flashbacks yeah. so I'm just noting that here yeah. that I originally I- thought flashbacks I also thought that and I kind of thought you know she seemed kind of depressed if I'm being straightforward like she didn't seem super happy chilling here on this island i thought maybe something had happened to rex yeah exactly that's why i thought she had left like i thought her kid had died yeah like yeah i thought that was gonna be the story Mm -hmm. um but anyway you end up making your way out of this loop and you go to save violet and she's like reawakens back But you have a chance at this point to have a little bit of a conversation with her. And it's around, will she go with you? Will you let her just go? Will you give her instructions on the way back? And this is, I think, the moment that defines whether or not you become friends with Violet. Or not friends, but like I think so, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I messed it up and I wasn't. (gasps) Ooh, she liked me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) What did you do to make her not like you? Um, I was trying to get her to come with us, and I think she thought it was too pushy. Uh, I was just like, whatever, so I ways didn't get that the way. Negative. <laughs> I didn't get the negative, but I, oh, I got the middle for Violet. 
Yeah, I got neutral for Violet. Yeah. Okay. I just told her, I was like, hey, yo, the way is back that way and you'll get there pretty soon. I was like, you sure you don't want to come with us? And she's like, no, no. I'm like, okay, bye. And then she left. And then she liked me, I guess. So that was nice. Apparently, she didn't yeah, want to be was... pushy. She just wanted to be independent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to be a little bit more motherly. I was like, mama. no, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please stay. Please. And she's like, quit, please. old lady. Quit trying yeah. to cling on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But then you get this uh, first, second, technically, transmitter up. And yeah. was, was there a big cut scene after that? I can't remember what it is. Um, you also start to meet your dad. You have a flashback of like your dad and yeah. uh, Riley's dad. Sorry, I'm saying your dad, but Riley's dad. And you start mm-hmm. to get a feel for their relationship a little bit mm-hmm. and the relationship with the mom. So you piece together that the mom obviously left them. And then the dad doesn't have a ton of money because the scene that you end up going through is a flashback to where you couldn't go on a field trip. And he was like, why do they need $200 to go camping? Like, they don't need yeah. $200 to go camping. And But we, we can camp here and, and you know, mm-hmm. use. So you just hang out with your dad. And it, it doesn't seem like a bad relationship, actually, because at this point you're a kid. And yeah. you just start to get a feel that your mom is not around. Yeah. I'm curious at this point because I also remember this is where I think I borked up something with Evelyn. Because Evelyn tells you that she wants you to call every time you plan a transmitter. And I tried to call her and it didn't work. And then I just could never talk to her Same. after that. It didn't work. It didn't work for you? Okay. didn't work for me. I called her a little bit, but there is a storyline that we ended up missing because we didn't call That's what her. I thought. Um, there must be some timing with it. Did you try to call her before you planned it or after? I did after. I tried yeah. to do after. So I also did after, and then I vaguely remembered as we were, like, hanging up the phone talking to her that she was like, make sure you do it before. And so I wonder oh, if that I wonder is what if it is it. before. Yeah, mm. I, I was really disappointed because I checked multiple times after that, and I didn't. I don't even know that you talked to her the rest of the game after you missed Oh, it. I talked to her the rest of the game. Oh, did you? I don't think I yeah. ever got a hold of her. Like, every single time I tried to talk to her, she just wasn't, like, I couldn't get her I was her able to, to get a to hold of her a couple more times, but it wasn't, I didn't get her whole storyline. Huh. Okay. Because, like, yeah. I just totally ditched her. I actually missed most of the storylines on the walkie-talkie, which we haven't really talked about yet. Um, but I only ended up getting, I think, like, one and a half of those. Um, oh, interesting. I got more than you then. So, the, really yeah, quickly for the podcast... So the way the walkie-talkie system works is you have a few defined channels. There's nine channels total. And initially you get Evelyn, and then you also get um, the kids on on like the third third channel or whatever. Those are the first ones that you kind of get. And then sometimes you can kind of hear something and you can answer them and you start to unlock other channels and there's other ways to unlock the rest of the channels so like one of them i looked up afterwards is at the very beginning you Mm -hmm. have to land on a radio station and the radio station is a girl and she's like this is the high school advice line if you want advice call into channel whatever at this time and so you have to call it that right time and mm. talk to her, which I missed that one. Did you get that one? No. The only one that I got was Shelly, which was the park ranger. Oh, you didn't get Nick, the boat? <sighs> so that one's actually a frustrating thing for me because it was a bug, I think. 
Um, Because I got him. He started talking to me and he's in the middle of telling me about a thing that I needed to do. And uh, it interrupted me with a story like required talk track that needed to happen. And then I didn't have a way to get a hold of him again afterwards. It just showed a lot of question marks and I didn't have a a thing in my notebook for how to tackle it. But I knew there was a thing I was supposed to be doing because it was talking about like a fisherman and I was Got like, it. oh, I'm supposed to be doing something here. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. And maybe it'll pop back up again. And then I can engage with it. But then it never did. So I started, like I heard it, but then I couldn't interact with it. And then I technically got, um, oh, shoot. What's his name? The one who likes you to take pictures of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he I got, but I never finished his storyline because it was late at that point, and I was not yeah, super interested either. in that storyline. So I was yeah, just I like, didn't finish whatever. his storyline either. Oh. So that's how the that's how the walkie talkie worked. Yeah. So then on to the second transmitter. Yeah, the second transmitter is um, again. I didn't have the strong radio, so you can't go to the left. The left has to be the last one that you do yeah. because you unlock the thing that you need in the left after the right. Yeah. Um, so you go to the right, and when you go to the right one, that's where you meet Charlie, mm-hmm. which is another kid in the Olivia group. So it's Olivia, Violet, and Charlie, and that's the group of three that are doing something having to do with these radio waves that you start to piece together. Olivia's the leader, and Charlie and Violet are trying to help her, and you just start to kind of piece t- together that yeah. Olivia's – trying and at this point i think it's safe to say because you also get when you go to the left you get some weird flashback where it's like this almost alien planet with olivia and her parents oh and they're walking they're walking through the gardens together and then you learn that olivia's parents had died and so you're like okay you put together like she's probably doing something to try to bring her parents back or go visit her parents again or whatever yeah yeah that was pretty easy for me to put together pretty early, mm-hmm. um, even though they don't explicitly state it. So you meet Charlie, who's, do- who's doing other things, trying to do the transmitter, and he's like, leave me alone. And Jacob gets kind of heated at Charlie, yeah. and I chose the option to befriend Charlie and, like, make Jacob back off, which I'm assuming you did the same thing. Yeah, you actually, like, went up and had to interact with yes. Jacob yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, you need to, like, back down, like, back yes. off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I almost missed that one. Like, it was fading away. And I was like, oh, God, that's an option. Oh, no. no. <laughs> like, sprinting. Run, run, run. This, Jacob's about to punch a fucking kid. Let's yeah. go stop him. Like, dear God, <laughs> calm it down. I know this is frustrating, but oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Jacob was really hot. I was like, dude, he chill. He was really mad. Well, he was mad because they kept calling him gingerbread. Yeah, but yeah. like, dude, it's a teenager. You can't let those teenagers. No, you get can't. Like that. You You're can't. in your mid thirties. You can't do that. <laughs> Be an adult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you get the whole gingerbread storyline? I thought that one was actually kind of a fun slash sad side story. Oh, I didn't actually. I didn't oh. get the background on that. Why okay, do they call him so gingerbread? They call him gingerbread because one time they locked him, and I can't remember if it was a porta potty or what it was i don't know either way he ended up having to come out with his pants down like in public and he talks about how his pubic hair is light colored and so they thought it was ginger colored and so they started calling him gingerbread as a nickname after the color of his pubic hair 
Oh my gosh, that's so sad. It's so sad and yet so funny. <laughs> what dialogue but, options? When did you learn that? Um, I mean, it was in that same area. It was after you meet Charlie for the first time and he runs away. And so you're back by yourself, but you haven't confronted Charlie yet, I think. Oh, is interesting. When, you, when okay. you're like, yeah. why did he call you gingerbread? And he's like, oh, and I'm like, you better it. fucking tell me, bitch. <laughs> I missed it. I missed that one. That's so funny. Yeah, Um, but I get why he hates this kid is what I'm saying. Yeah. The so the other thing that I have here is you get a cut scene where you're with your kid again, Rex, Mm -hmm. and you're saying goodbye to uh, Rex's gecko that has passed away Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you're watching the gecko sail into the ocean with like the you know death ceremony and then rex kind of freaks out and like starts throwing rocks at it to try to drown it and you're like trying to calm him down and you obviously like don't really know what to do with this kid because none of the things i'm guessing none of the things you answer are kind of the right thing right like there's some that are i didn't get a good one but i don't think you can say the right thing to your kid and so you start to piece together that this kid kind of has issues like mental health Mm -hmm. issues it seems like like kind of I was getting depression vibes like the kid kind of seemed like he had depression and Mm -hmm. you don't know how to handle it like Riley didn't know how to handle it and was maybe not handling it well like none of the options she was choosing I was like "Ooh, that's not what you want to say I don't have anything (laughs) else to say "Ah." (laughs) yeah and then the other thing that happens on the and it's kind of a beach area the other thing that happens is you get another like radio glitch thing and they you start playing like this weird game where they start doing hot and cold oh that was weird and so you also kind of start to put together that there's something else involved here it's not just olivia and her friends Mm -hmm. there's like something else well you have the weird ghost thing shenanigans well yes but like originally you're like oh maybe like olivia is talking to to like her parents or something like that's kind of what i thought maybe Mm -hmm. and then and I was like, oh, wait, no, there's something different because they were like instructing Olivia to do something. And then you yeah. start to kind of put it together. Um, and then I think as someone th- who had played the first game, I knew that it was like weird ghost stuff because that's kind of how the first game worked a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then the next thing you have to do is you learn that Charlie, Violet and Olivia are going to the church Mm-hmm. to um kind of boost the the radio signals and yeah. you need to go and to kill the church yours, before, right or yeah and you need yeah. to exactly and kill the transmitters yeah so that the portal can keep opening and you have to go and destroy their equipment before they can do that so you mm-hmm. beat them there and one of the other things that i wrote here is i think i kind of trust the kids I wrote that here. I was like, I'm starting to kind of trust these kids. Like, I don't know if I think what they're doing is the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, That's really interesting. I I had contemplated that, especially since kids are the main characters of the first one. And so I, I considered it, but I didn't think too long about it. I was more pressed with the fact that we had this whole cool ass cult that they kept talking about called parentage. We're going to this church where the cult meets and all this fun stuff. And then it's just kind of like a normal church. And mostly we just meet troublemaker kids. (laughs) I was like, you guys had a cult. Do something with your cult. Well, 
And it's really interesting. The cult is, ends up not actually being a cult. It's like a crunchy granola. No, like, yeah. They're like, like they do yoga, yoga. and look at the stars. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, boo. <laughs> yeah. So that one was interesting. And yeah. when you get to the church, you destroy the equipment, which I didn't have an option to not do. But at that point, I was like, I didn't want to destroy the equipment. Um, but anyways, oh. you kind of mm. have to. Yeah. And then it starts to really wig out. Yeah. And that's where there's these beings that start to kind of come into play a little bit more clearly and you meet Mm -hmm. alex and someone named ren and they are stuck and they're like we need to get back and and i was like what is happening here like alex like teenagers and so obviously it's like these teenagers that are stuck in time and they're trying to get back and they're trying to get back through Olivia and they're yeah. they're saying stop messing with us like we got to do this and you're like no this isn't right so I can I ask you. you at this point like did you feel confused or good about that happening oh that was fun like I, I was immersed okay. I was pretty immersed okay. yeah okay I mean like the thing that like I was slightly confused but I wasn't I I would have been more upset if the game was forced, like, was, like, feeding me, like, the exact answers yeah. at this point. Right? Like, that wouldn't yeah. have felt good. So it's, like, okay. okay to be confused. You know what I mean? Like, at yeah. this point, I was fine being confused. Like, who is Alex? Like, who is this character? You know? Yeah. So this is the culmination point for me where they finally tell you what happened to Alex and Ren and that group because we've been waiting since Oxenfree won. <laughs> And oh, so interesting. Okay. This is like the oh god, they're still stuck in there? Like what the fuck? Like that was the moment that I had, which was like, "Oh my god, this is them." And then that is where I was like, "Oh, maybe we should be listening to the kids because I do want them to get out because they were our main characters in the first one and they're not bad. Like I played a whole thing with them." So I was like, "No, we do get them out. Like need to get them out." Um and so this was a very interesting moment. It's good that it was fun for you. I was concerned that it wasn't going to be fun if you didn't know who they were. No, I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, and then the last thing that happens is after that whole scene where you wrestle the radio from Olivia and you get the radio. Did you destroy the radio? I didn't. No. No. Okay. I didn't. There's destroy an it. option where you can destroy it. Yeah. And, and like, then she gets super depressed. I looked it up. She gets like super depressed. Like if Ooh. you, well, we'll talk about it later when we get to all the end things, but it's okay. technically she will like you if you don't break the radio and she will not yeah. like you if you break the radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't break yeah. the radio because I, yeah. I do feel for her. Like yeah. her parents died. Exactly. You kind of understand her. Um, yeah. Okay. You don't so need to like thing rub that salt in her wounds. You know? No. Yeah. The other thing that happens is randomly Riley just says, I'm pregnant. <laughs> She does do that. <laughs> and then Jacob is like, oh, okay, what? like, let's talk about it. And <laughs> the like, only thing that I wrote is, like, then about. this is the realization that your flashbacks are actually flash, flash forwards. forwards. Yes. Which yeah. is which really, like, cool moment. Woo, it's very trippy. Wild. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh-huh. I, okay. I was not anticipating that, but it was very cool. It was a fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fun use of time. Oh, and then this is where you meet Nick is in this section, like, towards the beach. Yes. If you're and lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky, and it's really quickly, it's just a cute little side story. Recommend talking to Nick. That's all cool. I'll say. All right. Yeah. 
All right, and then we get to the last one. So the last Mm -hmm. one is this old ghost town, like an old mining town. Oh, and and really quickly, on your way to the last one, you also talk to a park ranger, Shelly. Oh, yes, Shelly. you have the option to save Mm Shelly. Do you save Shelly? Of course I saved Shelly. Okay, I did too. Did you, I mean, I think you could have accidentally not saved Shelly. Like, well, yeah, I, you didn't answer the phone. Well, that wasn't the only route that you can take to go west. There are two routes to go west. And if you don't go the route west that takes you by the phone, then you wouldn't have ever saved Shelly. She would have died just because you missed the phone. Yeah. So I was actually pretty happy that I got the that one in the first place because I had forgotten that I she had gotten a weird message and I even cared about that. And then I walked by and a phone rang and I was like, I'm going to pick up this phone. And it was like, oh, my God, this is the thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> my bad. So I accidentally finished that one. But yeah, you nice. could have totally just missed it. And she could have just. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. OK. All right continue yeah so you go to this ghost town and in the ghost town you notice a couple of machines one of which is just totally annihilated and when you get there and like look at this machine look at this church you're trying to get to the top of the church steeple in order to put this last transmitter on there and the only way to get there is through a mine shaft that's been clearly totally like caved in so you're kind of wandering around, not knowing exactly what to do until you wind up, wind up in a post office. And in the post office, this crazy dude takes your picture with these remote cameras and he's like clearly trying to catch ghosts or something weird, you know, weird supernatural phenomena and pretty much tells you that these uh, transmitters that are chilling around like are important to the stuff he's doing. So if you go and play with them, I actually really liked this. Um, they had one of the time rift warps that Maddie talked about earlier that changed like time and place. Mm-hmm. And you have to go to each of the machines and set like a number. And what you're doing mm-hmm. is setting like either like the hundred year, the 10 year or like the one year S or I don't even know that you set the one year. Cause I think it's broken, but like you have a couple to play with. So you could go in like the 1300s or you could be in the 1500s or the 18, you know, and it was really fun to see the little tiny scene that they had change in the little mining town yeah. based on the years you're in. I absolutely loved it. It was really yeah, fun. I loved that too. I wrote that down too. It was, that was like, probably like one of the coolest things that they did yeah yeah, yeah. it was really it, i wish they would have done stuff like that more but it was really delightful when it happened i don't know if it would have felt delightful the more they did it but it was really fun um, yeah eventually if you solve it you get to a place where the mine hasn't collapsed yet you go through the mine and you eventually make your way to the top of the church tower where you put the last transmitter but as you're doing that poor jacob smells rotting wood with his amazing nose i guess and just plummets through the top of the church and then you of course can't actually activate the transmitter until you go get him even though you've already put it up so you have to go down the transmitter where it's this spooky like infinite like tunnel of going down in the darkness to Mm -hmm. possessed church puzzle and then eventually you get woken up. I don't know if there's additional like ghost plot there that mattered. Were there ghost plot that happened there other than just being no, spooky? I mostly just it was pretty spooky. And this is again where I was like, oh, this is like kind of horror because it shows him like falling over and over again and like yeah, dying and like hitting so, the ground. Like, ugh, yeah, yeah, because I, th- I and I kind of thought that Jacob died at this oh. point. I, I thought mean, it would have made sense for him to dead. die. <laughs> 
yeah, it would have made sense. Yeah. But he didn't. I'm, I'm and and this it. is where I also was actually like wondering, because again, I didn't really know what was happening. I was like, when everything reset and it was back to normal and he was alive, I almost didn't believe it. I was like, no, mm. he just like died. Like, I where am I? I wonder if he was haunted, like if he was going to be just possessed. I did wonder that, like after the church, because we needed some sort of climactic moment. Like we're putting up the last thing. And I was like, what if he's possessed now and he does something weird? But then he wasn't. He was fine. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like wasn't trusting when things would reset back to normal. Mm, that's fair which is kind of why it's fun you know but it didn't really pay off like that like it didn't yeah but you know whatever um okay so now at this point you planted the third transmitter and you um it's like too easy you're like this was too easy easy. you're you're right it is too easy (laughs) something's up it's not done you go back to the town and then you realize that you have to go to the island what's it called again Edwards Island. Edwards Island to what what do you have to do? Why so Olivia, you end up oh, you do shut right. the portal, right. right? Like you, you shut, shut the, portal. the rift. And then Olivia's like, Oh, and then told. Alex says, Yeah, yes. Alex yeah, says, yeah. Hey sorry, let me just go back and read you. Yeah. <laughs> so when you do the third transmitter, the portal over Edwards Island closes. But then mm-hmm. Alex shows up kind of radio wavy and is like, Olivia's still trying to do it. And she's trying to do it with the sunken soldiers or whatever. And that's where I was like, oh, shit, what? Like, <laughs> player three has entered the game. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> you kind of heard that's you have you've heard about the sunken soldiers, but they haven't been like players in this game yet. Huh. Yeah. And so not really like you just heard about their story. Right. And um. And then this is the so other... fun listening to you go through it because this wasn't an aha moment for me. It was lame. <laughs> no, no, no. I, like, I mean, yeah, it's just like... of course it's the sunken soldiers. Like, what are you? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, yeah. so then you have to go to Edwards Island and try to stop Olivia. And then yeah. at this point, like Charlie and Violet are like, "Fucking peace! I'm not doing yeah. that." Um. Yeah. And then you go to the island, and then Wait, throughout pause. this, did you yeah. bring Jacob to the island, or did you leave? I him did. I, that's exactly what I was just about to talk about. Okay. So before you go to the island, you know, you Jacob had kind of been mentioning that his dog had kind of wandered off and was looking for his dog the whole time, and he was like, you know, I'm worried about Athena, his dog. And then you finally yeah. find Athena. Thank God. And Thank God. I was really worried they weren't going to tie that narrative up. And I was like, me too. Or it was going to be like a side quest and I was going to miss it. Yeah. Um, But he ties up Athena and he's going. And then you're like off to Edwards Island. And there's a dialogue choice where you can say, I really want you to stay behind. And at first I said, you should stay with Athena. But he kept pushing. He keeps pushing. He's like, no, I think I should go with you. And I was like, are you sure? And he was huh. like, yeah, I think I should go with you. And I was like, okay. I pushed back on him twice. And then the third time, I let him on the boat. Huh. That's really interesting. I, I said he was coming with me. I was like, we've gone this far. Piece of sh- like, you're getting this boat. Get in this boat. No, I I, I, boat. I pushed initially because I wanted to see if it would be like, okay, he kind of wants to stay behind. But he's yeah. like pretty insistent on coming with you. That's um, really interesting. So then okay. I let him. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah. The other thing that I will mention really briefly is I wanted to take the big boat and it doesn't let you. I know. I also try to take the ferry <laughs> boat. I'm like, excuse me. I can drive this boat. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh. I want to live in luxury for my last <laughs> moments on earth. Like, I don't want to <laughs> take this small Rude. dinky boat. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so you go to the you go to Edwards Island. Go for it. Yeah, you go to Edwards Island and deja vu from first end game. game spoilers. Yeah, end game spoilers. Super end game spoilers. You get transported to the radio tower, which is a super key piece of the first game. Oh, I didn't. And know yeah, like it, it's the exact same radio tower, and you go up there and attempt to stop Olivia from opening this rift. And plot twist, you are in fact successful, but then you and Alex and Jacob and Olivia are now stuck in this weird in-between dimension space. And you, the like last choice you're making in the entire game is you have to choose who has to stay behind and close the portal and let everyone else leave except for alex alex isn't a choice which i thought was interesting um Mm -mm. but you have to choose between yourself riley or olivia or jacob to sacrifice and you have to choose Mm -hmm. crazy so i have a feeling actually i have a feeling we probably chose the same thing well of course because there's really only one choice and i also have this qualm about that so who did you pick olivia Okay, yes. I also picked Olivia. I picked the 16-year-old girl to sacrifice herself. <laughs> because she's what? the only choice. Who? I mean, I picked Olivia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because... And so, like, this is a qualm that I had with the game slightly, is that the end choice was quote-unquote hard because you're picking between a 16-year-old girl who can't... Like, she's depressed. She can't really make her own choices. Um, between you, who has a child that you would like to have, and then Jacob, who's been nothing but a doll and has Athena waiting for him back as that he's and he doesn't the offer. He does not offer. He does not offer. And so that's what I was waiting for. Is Olivia begs to go. She's like, "Please let me see my parents. I I just really want this. Please God." And he doesn't say a fucking peep. And I know his like arc the whole game is that he's kind of feeling bad about himself and the life that he's lived. He's a handyman. He does some art, but it's really kind of like his life is pretty humdrum. And he keeps talking about how amazing it is that he's with Riley and Riley's doing this quest. And you keep having to be like... And he wants to make him... Like, he wants to make something of his life. He keeps talking about that. And he wants to be remembered for something and not... Exactly. So they set up this plot line for it to be kind of reasonable that he would raise his hand and say no let me do it I need to be the one but he doesn't say a peep and so I couldn't pick him you know you can't throw somebody when someone else is begging you can't throw somebody else's life away you know what I mean Mm -mm. you just couldn't do it um, no. And then I, I, when it came to like picking a 16 year old girl or not, I was like, you're pregnant and you want to have this kid and we've seen the future and we know the kid grows up and is he a little sad? Maybe, maybe do they have some problems maybe as is alluded? Yeah, probably. But like one is begging to die and hang out with their parents and the other one can't make the choice. So I was like, gotta kill a kid. Yeah. yeah. It was really interesting. I, I agree like i wrote like i can't sacrifice jacob or the baby like i just can't do it 
Yeah, I couldn't do it. They didn't have a choice, and she was begging. If she wasn't begging, if she seemed scared, then no. To- oh, absolutely. It would have been me. I would have picked Riley. Yeah, it would have been like, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I would have picked Riley if Olivia was kind of having second thoughts, but she literally had no second thoughts. No, and she was and mad. Then, yeah, and I went back and I watched the other endings, and she was genuinely upset. And if you yeah. pick Jacob, did you watch the ending? Yeah, I watched all the other endings, yeah. If you pick Jacob, she gets pissed and yeah. she like loses all of her friends and she has to go to therapy. Yeah. And then even like in her therapy, depressed. she's like super depressed and she doesn't get better. No. Yeah. I did read that maybe if you had not broken the thing, then she reacts a little bit better. But I think she's still supposed to be kind of sad. Um, but I didn't see all the different combinations. So I don't know exactly how that worked, but I saw the same thing. Oh, she was just all super depressed. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, well, shit, <laughs> like this is clearly the right ending. If she like, cause I have a feeling that if you would continue on the game another five years after that, she'd try again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 And then the other thing is if you go Riley, which actually this could be construed as like a good ending. Yeah. You end up raising your kid in the, like, alternate void. So, yeah. like, you do have a kid, but it's not not real. But also, like, real is kid. anything real? It's kind of like Inception. This is the top, top one. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> like, is anything real? So I, I ended up thinking, like, okay, the the Riley ending is is good, too. I was medium on the Riley ending because you had the, like, the promise of Riley could have been a good mom because you're te- like, like teased the whole game with Riley's going to be a bad mom. Cause she gets kind of shown as an alcoholic a- who lost her job yeah. and is a little rough around the edges, but you can see that she in this, at least dream world has this bond with her kid and they seem happy. And so I'm like, she could do that in real life too, you know? And so it felt almost more yeah. sad to me. I was like, they could have had that. And said he's like this fake little figment of her imagination that she chose to kill. And I don't know. It's just sad to me. Yeah. I guess. I was kind of like, well, she's not a bad mom. That's true. It's better (laughs) than like ending up there totally, totally alone, um, which could have been really sad. And then the very ending is Alex sending like a package to Mm -hmm. either Rex or in the Riley ending, Riley's dad. Right. About... Riley kind of hey she meant a lot to me she did a lot for me and here are some mementos I picked up along the way and I thought it was really creative how they did this because you can pick up the little mementos and then it'll tell you with the pie chart like how other people have been getting like endings and stuff so like one of the things you pick up is okay you and 68%, it was really high, of people sacrificed Olivia at the end. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, like, that is obviously by far the, like, best yeah. option. Jacob being the smallest little <laughs> The little slice, slither, like yeah. 2% exactly. of players went Jacob. And then, um, you know, you pick up other things. So, like, with the nick storyline as an example the sailor there's a moment where a portal opens in the ocean at like and nick is like there's a portal and you either tell him to come back home or go in the portal and i told him to come back home Mm. and so when you pick up the dog tag the dog tag if you 
which is really interesting because if you don't do I didn't some get of the storylines, yeah, nothing happens. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you pick up the dog tag and it's like you and 50, I think it's like 54% of other players like chose to like bring Nick back and like not let him go through the portal or like tell yeah. him not to go. Yeah. Um, and then like you and I think it was like 96% of people saved Shelly. Everybody saved Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't save Shelly, you're an asshole. Get your act together. Yeah. And then I got, I only befriended Charlie. I didn't befriend Violet. So I got like a slice that only befriended Charlie. Okay. Yeah. And I I befriended both. So I got that one. I was a little, um, I was reminded of Life is Strange. If you haven't played that one. Haven't played it. Um, You would love it, I think. Uh, Yeah, I I know I would. You would love it. Um, I won't spoil any of it because it's just a dream. I love it. And they do similar things between chapters. Well, they'll tell you like percents of choices that oh, were made. Oh, cool. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah. I know. It's one of my favorite features of a game. I think it's really fun to include in these Choose Your Own Adventure ones. So I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And it also starts to give you a hint of like, oh, There's there was more. like a different way here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had no idea that... Um, there were so many different options and of endings with the different like friend groups. And that's when I realized I had befriended them at all. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I wonder how that would have been different if I hadn't. Cause they like blocked her way during some of the like radio fighting scenes. And I'm like, would they have blocked her way if I hadn't been nice to them? I don't know. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I have to go dig into that. I, I did have a question here of like towards the end, like how much was different? based on choices like i'm just curious to like see like what ends up rolling out because the three options at the end are kind of the major ones right but like even the little ones in between like what are the different things that end up happening i'm just curious yeah i'm Um, not sure we'll have to play like is there is there one where alex wins in the first one and you don't shut down the trip like you don't do the you know what I mean? I'm not spoiling anything. I refuse to spoil. <laughs> no, 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 but it's not a spoiler for the first one. But do you know what I mean? Like, is that even a thing that you could do where you like trust the kids and let oh, Olivia succeed? I don't think it's that much. Okay. I, I don't think it is. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe go and figure it out. But I, my gut is that it's probably not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the end. And honestly, I really loved it. Yeah, I thought the, like, you loved the game or loved the ending? No, I I liked the game a lot. I liked the game a lot. Yeah, I'm really happy that you liked it because I was really worried going through it that someone who hadn't played before would spend the whole time being confused and, like, I wasn't sure how it would feel that way. So that's kind of nice. I'm glad. That's good. I think you probably enjoyed it a little bit more than I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, overall, like, what were your feelings so like it yeah so overall i would say that my bar was so high from the first one that this one was worse on about just every level and it's not because it's a bad game it's just the first one is outstanding um and this one like this one was more of the same but less developed in my opinion and 
So going through it, I still really enjoyed it. I love the dialogue system. Kill me. It's the coolest thing. I love it. I loved the writing. It felt so natural and smooth. And the whole vibe and storytelling of it is just one of my favorite things. I just really love how they do it. And so I still really enjoyed the game. It's just, it's flavored by a little bit of like, I don't think it stood up to the first one as much as I wanted it to. Like I wanted it to be more innovative and it was just more of the same. So I think overall, I'd probably give it a three. Okay. Whereas I would like the first one, I probably would have given a five. If I had maybe only played this one, maybe it would have been a four, but because I'm comparing it a little bit, it's less for me, but I still really loved it. And I mean, I got to play it for free. So like, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I will say three out of five Athenas. <laughs> <gasps> no, that was going to be mine. Oh, damn it. <laughs> damn it. That's what damn you it. get for having okay. me go first. <laughs> yeah. Overall, I also really liked it. I I actually loved it. I wrote that I loved it. I, I thought it was really an interesting story. I mm-hmm. always like when a protagonist is someone that is typically different. Like, yeah. there's not very many games or stories that center around middle-aged not middle-aged but like mid-30s <laughs> like, it's not middle-aged now <laughs> no it's not middle-aged it. but like <laughs> she presents older sorry y'all like she literally like i thought yeah. she was in her 40s at first until there's a mm. there's a line where the kid says like a lady in her 40s and she's like hey i'm not in my 40s <laughs> and, and you're like, like oh, fuck. oh okay <laughs> <Bye-bye>, <laughs> Oops. Yeah. So for someone in like mid thirties, like I, I just thought it was an interesting perspective Mm -hmm. and I really loved the main characters, like the two main characters of Riley and Jacob. Like I liked them a lot and I really connected with them. I, I do agree. I wish that some of this was maybe a little bit more developed, like from a character perspective to your point of there or at least like i would have liked if at the end jacob had said like i don't think i'm finished with my life yet like i want to yeah. do something like i want to do art yeah. like i actually don't want to be sacrificed like if he said anything but he said nothing yeah and it was a little cowardly when he started cowardly and so i would have thought maybe at the end Gross. his character moment would have been being more courageous and being more courageous about what he wants, right? Like, even if it was, no, I actually don't want that. Or if it was, yeah, I should stay behind. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wish he would have taken a stance. That would have been more character development to me. Versus I'm so excited for you to play the first one. (laughs) (laughs) And then the (laughs) other thing is like the Rex storyline. I also thought could have used like, maybe Mm. a little bit more Mm -hmm. it felt like to your point like it was kind of leading up to this big thing about being a mom but I don't know if it was actually saying much about being a mom does that make sense like I like if they were gonna do the mom storyline like I I just wanted a little bit more there because I think there was they were really close to something about how like saying like being a perfect mom is impossible, right? Like, I think that's kind of what they were getting at, but they didn't quite do it, right? Like, they didn't quite land it and nail that message of, like, how being a woman and being a mom is, like, impossible, right? Like, being, like, 
a good yeah. whatever like is just unattainable and even alex like mentions like things about how she's seen her in different timelines and she's never a good mom which was like Ooh. i know but, like, i was like oh but it's like they were kind of doing something there but then for some reason like something was lacking yeah. and it didn't quite land the plane on the like mom storyline um and then with, like, the Alex storyline, I guess I didn't have the context of the first one. So then at the end where they talk for a little bit and then she sends that, like, box of goodies, like, I think it would have been cooler if maybe Alex was, like, one of the radio stations or one of the, like, walkie stations. And maybe oh, she is. And they more. could have started, like, building that relationship earlier and, like, mm. you know, because... I just think there could have been a little bit more there yeah. as well. Yeah. So everything I think, I think just that could have one, used a little bit more. That one, I a hundred percent think they were just relying on the first game to do. And I, I a hundred, like I agree with you. Watching it, even having that context, I was like, I think they should have done more with her because even without, like, I haven't played the first one in a really long time, and I didn't feel super connected to her. And I played her before, you know. So totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So those were the only things like I think they set up so many cool things and like things that I was like really feeling like really immersed in like feeling like emotions about. Right. Like, yeah. but then it just didn't quite nail it. So mm-hmm. I, I still gave it a four out of five. Yeah. It was going to be Athena's, but now <laughs> it's going to be general stores. OK, that's cute. <laughs> Could be really boring. <laughs> uh, um, that's good. Oh, canaries good. in the mines. Oh, did you release the canary? I couldn't. I find didn't the know key. how. I know. I couldn't find the key. Ugh. 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 <laughs> I tried. I was like, Ugh. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> it's like so it's I two a.m. It. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I really liked it, and I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. I for what it's worth, I still enjoyed it, even though I gave it a three. Um, I am a little happy that I didn't pay twenty dollars for it because I got it for free. But I can't say that I wouldn't have paid money to play it. So, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I would wait for it to go on sale. Maybe I don't know if it's yeah. quite twenty dollars. I think it's yeah. like fifteen. I'd pay twelve. I think twelve. Which okay. maps because you gave it a four and I gave it a three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It maps. It's, it's maps. Maps. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Buffy check in next time. Buffy check in next time because I'm already in like on a season month. three. Oh my God. What the <laughs> fuck? I'm still on season one. Oh my God. Get your act together. Uh. All right. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe and rate it. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Batty Breakdowns and visit our website, battybreakdowns.com, made by Bridget Keen. The podcast art was done by Tanisha Vernikar and it was edited by me and maybe a little bit of Bridget this time. And <laughs> join not me, but join Bridget and Chris, her fiance. That's right. I, yep, because I'm going to be hiking in the Dolomites in Italy for three weeks. So Bridget and Chris are going to, and they're they're baddies too. So yeah. here, those two <laughs> Is baddies. Chris a baddie? <laughs> Chris can be a baddie, an honorary okay, baddie. <laughs> so join them next time to hear them break down Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I am excited, but I am going to miss you, Maddie. Oh, it's going to be great. 
I think Chris just can't be, be better than me. He's not allowed. <laughs> he's so nervous. But I was telling Maddie right before this, he's been playing like all the early access versions of Baldur's Gate. So he's got so much knowledge. He's got to it. Drop. <laughs> he's got it'll be, it. He'll be good. He's got it. Yeah, it'll be really fun. I'm excited to listen to it because it's going to drop while I'm in the Dolomites. And so I want to download it. And listen oh, to you it get a, on my you hike. Be a listener. Will you I get to be a listener. Maddie? Yeah. I mean, I have already rated and subscribed. That's right. You I better will. have. Dude, you're Okay, done. bye, everyone. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>